Is the Federal Reserve cure for an economy plagued by shutdown worse than the disease itself? Roger Ver isn't concerned about coronavirus, and the markets seem to be indicating perhaps we've hit a bottom. Russia's blaming the delay of its new crypto laws on COVID-19, and in the power move of the year, Binance is set to acquire CoinMarketCap.com for approximately $400 million. Also, if you're wondering what's under the layers and layers of Arctic ice, it might just be the Bitcoin codebase. These are indeed strange times we're living in, gang. It's a good thing you've got two strange podcast hosts to accompany you on this bad news, episode number 390 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Now in week three of hunkering and bunkering here in Denver, Colorado, and Kansas City, Mo, that's Missouri for those of you who don't know your state abbreviations, it's Joel Com and Travis Wright, and we are the Bad Crypto Podcast. That is true. You might be hunkering and bunkering. I'm funkering because I'm full of the funk. You got the funk. We did that last week. Remember I told you Rick James. It's true. It's true. Well, we're still no we're, we're keeping it going. We're keeping it going. I, get, I don't just lose my funk in a week. No. You got to keep the funk going. I don't. It doesn't go away. It's you perfect. can't shut the funk up. I know it will never go away. No, I will never go the funk away. We got news for you, and it's news you're going to want to hear. Lots of interesting stories today. But first, a shout out to our show sponsor, Moby Pay. Remember, their universal payment ecosystem lets consumers make secure fiat and digital currency payments worldwide from their mobile phone in seconds. Super, super fast. If you haven't checked out the app by now go to mobipay.io get ten dollars in free mbx tokens for kicking the tires on their ecosystem it's all part of their beta mobipay.io and also i want to give a shout out to virtual blockchain week which is our event that we are putting on for you folks check it out virtualblockchainweek.com over this past week, Joel and I and our team have been working hard at getting the website set up, getting a bunch of great speakers uh, set up for you. I think we got, what, 28 speakers confirmed yeah. so far on this thing? Yeah, in fact, we just added Justin Sun from mm-hmm. Tron to speak, as well as Don Draper. No, it's not Don Draper. It's Don Tapscott. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they, he's going to do the closing keynote. Just phenomenal. Yeah, we got Cointelegraph as not only the one who's our partner on Bad News, but also they're going to be the media partner on Virtual Blockchain Week, which is really exciting. There's some other sponsors and other great things that are popping up on this. You guys are going to want to go check it out and register because it's going to give you a whole bunch of additional options. So registration is free. However, we do have a really cool VIP option that Mr. Joel Combs is going to tell you about right now. I am? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we're going to be doing an opening night networking party unlike any other that you've seen for a virtual conference before, as well as a closing party. We're going to uh, add some other benefits, some NFT drops onto it, some other surprises because sponsors are coming our way and they're like, oh, we want to add this value. We want to add that. The VIPs are going to get some things that those that are attending for free aren't. There's only 50 tickets that are available for the VIP experience at $97, and then the price goes up. So you guys who are listening to the show are really the first to hear about this. You should go get those tickets now before the price 
goes up. You'll hear more about this in the future. Virtualblockchainweek.com is the website. And that's the news, and I'm sticking to it. All right, let's do it. And speaking of the news we're sticking to, let's stick it to him with the news. Good idea. You got the best ideas. And loading up our friends at CoinGecko.com, where we prefer to check out the market capitalization of all the cryptos. And uh, they've the the people over there got to be going, wait a second, coin market caps getting acquired for $400 million? Pick us next. Pick us next. Yeah. We'll get to that in a short moment. But time stamping it for April 3rd, 2020 at 2.55 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. The market cap is currently $189 billion. Bitcoin at 67.04. Looking at the top 10, Ethereum, 140. XRP, almost 18 cents. Tether, 99 cents. Bitcoin Cash, 234. Bitcoin SV, 177. Litecoin, $40.15. EOS, 232. Binance Coin, 1320. And rounding out our top 10 is okb at 447 travis who do we got for the big winner for the last seven days well coin market cap (laughs) i'm gonna send i'm gonna send a cz a message and say hey bad crypto is also for sale 400 (laughs) starting at 400 (laughs) dollars two two and a half ethereums all we need we're good (laughs) you are cheap and easy (laughs) big winners this week uh, Quant was the big winner out of the top 100. They're up 58% this week. Swipe, SXP, which I've never heard of, is number 76 overall. It is up 54%. Hey, our friends at Digitex Futures, looks like they're maybe rebounding from some of their craziness. They're up 47% this week. Thundercore, which I've never heard of, up 40%. Energy, uh, which their, t- their token abbreviation is NRG. That's so clever. That's up almost 38%. Digibyte, up 20 2%, Icon up 14%, Nervos up 17%. Most Not many big up. losers for the week, Travis. Actually, Hive is the worst, down 40%, Bitcoin down 20%, KuCoin shares 13.5%, and the percentages go down from Nobody there. likes to hear about losers. We only talk about winning here on the uh, podcast. Overall, more winning than losing for the last week, which I find really interesting, especially since we know that the unemployment claims are just ridiculous right i mean there's like 10 million uh unemployment claims now in the united states of america also mr Jokam, the bitcoin clock happening so what is it bitcoinclock.com which actually forwards somewhere else now by bitcoin worldwide looks like scammy website domain but 41 days and two hours from now on may 14th 2020 we will have the happening that is so 5,742 more blocks until then. Wait a second. You're showing May 14th on yours? Yep. Because mine says May 15th. That's so funny. Dude, I just refreshed it. Now it says May 15th. Okay. Well, so I was It must be right there. must be right there near midnight then because it's like really close. Teetering, yeah. Teetering on the edge that having is coming and what impact is it going to have? Is the price already baked in? Does it not matter because the economy is so screwed up right now? There's just so many questions and so few mm-hmm. answers, uh, but there's plenty of opinion. The gentleman here, Jim Bianco, who writes for Bloomberg, says that the Fed's cure risks being worse than the disease. Of course, that's, you know, there's always risk involved. Well, you mentioned this. There's 10 million people who are now unemployed. 
and I believe the number was that I saw today was five, a little, little under 5,000 people were dead. So for every one person who's died of coronavirus in America, 2,000 people have, been, have lost their job, wow. which is crazy. Those are just the ones who have filed yeah. the claim. And of course, we all know somebody, I know several people, you know, whether family members or friends that have um, gotten furloughed. That's the nice way of saying fired, laid off, whatever. Furloughed. Furloughed. It seems it's more fuzzy. It's a friendlier term. It's a, it's a load. You got a of, load of fur on you. Got a load of fur. Fe- you've been tar and feathered. So this gentleman says in the past few weeks, the Fed's cut rates by 150 basis points to near zero and run through its entire 2008 crisis handbook. But that wasn't enough to calm markets. So the central bank also announced a trillion dollars a day in repurchase agreements and unlimited Mm. quantitative easing. So what does that mean to the layman? It means unlimited inflation. Yeah. Is what this means unlimited printing of money they have the printing presses on printing 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 all day long 24 hours a day printing out hundreds printing out 50s printing out 20s and you don't do that with crypto somebody actually adam Backus, the guy who runs blockstream and one of the ogs on crypto he says that in may we're going to have quantitative hardening yeah with crypto which I actually love that because with with fiat money, quantitative easing, they just print as much as they want. More money gets created out of thin air that never existed before. It's all bogus. Crypto at least has mathematics and algorithms behind it to back it up. And um, yeah, it's going to be wanna, interesting to see what ends up happening on all this. I want to read a bit more of this because he comes to a really interesting conclusion. What he's saying is that the Fed's not really allowed to do what they're doing uh, mm-hmm. because at the rate they're doing it, the Fed's going to own two thirds of the treasury market. So without going into details, what's happening, he says the federal government is nationalizing large swaths of the financial markets. The Fed's providing the money to do it. And BlackRock is, is doing the trades. And here's the conclusion he comes to. The scheme essentially merges the Fed and the treasury into one organization so meet your new Fed chairman, Donald J. Trump. Nationalizing of financial markets to me is, seems to be a very dangerous, slippery slope. And it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat, if you're a Republican, because eventually the other side is going to be president again, the one that opposes your views. And guess what? That could be tragic. I mean, to me, it's the so it's nationalizing financial markets and so no longer coupled to to regular market and let it run its course on its own they're going to prop it up in its own way to me i don't know this this does not sound like good news to me mr joel common some people were really happy about it and think oh great well then whatever whatever but i mean this, this is a dangerous slippery slope when you start nationalizing industries nationalizing financial industries and markets like I don't know, man. I'd like to hear some other people's opinions on this. Well, everybody's got an opinion about coronavirus. In fact, everybody's an expert right now. All you got to do is go on Twitter or Facebook to see how many, you know, uh, infectious disease experts there are out there. I'm, I've posted my thoughts about it, but I'm not an expert. I just have an opinion. Uh, Roger Ver has an opinion as well. And this uh, story from Cointelegraph.com, which is our media partner for Virtual Blockchain Week, he tweeted out there a screenshot 
of stats showing uh, the death toll of COVID-19 compared to other illnesses like seasonal flu, malaria, traffic fatalities. And he said, if you are worried about the coronavirus, you should self-isolate, leave the rest of us alone. So he's clearly got an opinion as well. I mean, you know, you know, that's one of the things is like if you, you know, are falling within the ranges that that aren't effective that well, you don't feel any of those symptoms and you're not in that older bracket. Then it's almost like certain segments of population should probably isolate themselves more so than others. And, you know, I have a, a very close relative who has a Ph.D. in microbiology and virology and. You know, as far as as far as she's concerned, you know, there's not much different than this than there was with the SARS and the MERS sort of outbreak. The only difference is, is the outrage is about 100 times higher than it was then. But we've sort of had things like this run through society before. I mean, that one that happened in 2009, I remember it was the bird flu or the swine flu or whatever, but 60 million Americans were impacted and, and over 10,000 people died. I mean, I don't know as many as Maybe 50,000. A ton died worldwide. Over half a million have died worldwide. So those are big, big numbers. Right now, we haven't reached those numbers, and we're all shut. Now, are we going to shut down every time there's a new bug coming down? If so, then that's going to be some new type of, uh, you know, that people realize, oh, if there's a new bug, people shut it down. Well, guess what? People are going to be creating biological bugs in their little labs then in the future, potentially, if we're going to shut everything down and kill economies. That's dangerous. I'm not going to create a bug in my lab. I am going to create the world's most delicious chocolate chip cookie, though. Really? You're a co- you're a baker. Well, I can become one if I'm going to be locked in all day. I may as well. <laughs> I guess it's a big thing. You know what <laughs> I've been cookies. doing? I, I've been spending time watching like master classes, and I've been watching Udemy, and I've been watching edX, and I've been watching some of the great. And courses. you've been watching Tiger King. What did you I, think? I did watch. I you know what? I watched it all over the course of like. 10 days or whatever, whenever you yeah. first told me about it, I finally finished it last night. And, uh, you know, I blame, I just go from now on, I'm just blaming everything on Carol Baskins. Probably her fault. <laughs> I think the whole world is pretty much yeah. coronavirus. It's a Carol Baskin She's down here in Florida. Big cat rescue. Well, there are organizations around the world, some trustworthy, some not. I'll let you decide for yourself. One of them is the World Health Organization, the WHO. They have launched a blockchain platform to fight COVID-19. So DLT Technology Distributed Ledger, the platform is called Mipasa. It's like Mikasa. But as Mipasa, it's built on the Hyperledger fabric and seeks to enable early detection of COVID-19 carriers and infection hotspots. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, this is not actually in the news here right now, but I know that, that that Mr. Bill Gates has been making his rounds on media about how, for one, this isolation needs to happen and how we need to have a virus tracker installed on us, like a, a microchip to prove that we've had the virus vaccination of some sort. So Bill Gates is out there pushing that. I I don't know about you, you guys, but I don't want to have to have some verified microchip to prove that I've done anything. I'm pretty sure I still live in America where there's freedom uh, until the the Constitution changes. I'm not I'm not going to willingly get any of that. Well, Bill Gates is sequestered in his twenty five thousand square foot city. I mean, (laughs) he's quarantined. I think he's I believe last I heard he was in his four hundred and eighty million dollar yacht. Yeah, that that might be true. Yeah. 
So according to the project website, MIPASA can help monitor and foresee local and global epidemiological trends and detect likely asymptomatic carriers by feeding big data on infection routes and occurrences to powerful AI processors around the world. That's some machine learning going on there, Travis. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that, and this is this is purely opinion type of stuff, but if you see how well uh, South Korea managed all this stuff, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, in South Korea, it, before you go into restaurants or even at the airport and whatnot, there are these sensors that sort of, you know, it, they sort of, you know, they zoom you and they go, okay, this person's 98.6 degrees or whatever you are in Celsius, wherever they are. So if your temperature's hot, then they're going to isolate you normally. That's like what normally happens because they had a big SARS outbreak there in like 2004 or whenever it was. And so they said, uh, we need to develop a lot of different technologies to keep people safe. And I think there's a big wake up call here in America and around the world. Like we need to have things like this, not only all those multi-million billion dollars worth of security in the airports, but we should probably be tracking people to see if they're sick or not, because that would really cut down on all the deaths of regular flu. And whenever we have any of these more viral instances that are popping up like this coronavirus thing. Well, maybe this me pasta thing will be uh, a solution. And you know what they say? Me pasta, supasa. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Speaking it's like, of do you want coronavirus? Uh, no, me pasa. Me pasa. Uh, no, uh, no. <laughs> so we are a couple of April fools, and that's uh, no surprise. But did you notice the really short supply of businesses going out of their way to do an April Fool's joke this I, year? I didn't see very many. No, no. People were like, you know what? This is just not right now. Not right now. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it, and, and I got no problem with humor right now. And there's a story here in Coin Telegraph that is pretty damn funny. <laughs> and I actually didn't see the article beforehand. I did see it on Coin Telegraph because right above Bitcoin on market cap was toilet paper token. <laughs> and toilet paper token was $1.64 per token and circulating supply currently out of stock, unfortunately. <laughs> but I love, I love. That. <laughs> yeah. The, the price graph. Uh, yeah, the price graph looks like a butt. Right. <laughs> Pretty it, it really does. They're uh, making this because they're laughing because <laughs> we're about to get four hundred million from uh, Binance. Right. So if you tap on the token, it goes to the asset you know page, and it shows a white paper, not a white paper, oh, a nice. white paper dated April first. Uh, rather than doing airdrops, there's air plops, and they were going to have an ISO, an initial scattering offering. Nice. Yeah. You know, maybe I, maybe we should have waited to uh, to launch the coin whenever we said uh, on on April Fool's Day. And maybe we should give away some coins during the virtual blockchain week. Maybe they had KYC also. Know your colon. <laughs> they're uh, proof of wipe chain oh <laughs> dude this joke is all like this it's almost like you wrote it coin Point telegraph reached-, <laughs> Got it. Ahead. reached out to mary ploppins peter p-o-p p-o-p what is that p-o-p i don't Pupe. know what that is you p-o-p oh peter p-o-p and john splashington but received no replies as of press time so here's an ancillary story unrelated to crypto. As you and probably many of our listeners know, back in 2008, I invented the iFart app for the iPhone, mm-hmm. and uh, it made quite a stink. It was uh, it exploded up the charts, went all the way to number one in the world in the App Store. 
and Dana Delaney, you know, the actress from China Beach. Remember okay. her? Mm-hmm. She it's like 20 years ago. I mean, she's still an actress, but she tweeted out that she was so bored. She couldn't stop laughing and crying, playing with IFARC. She said that on Twitter. Well, like when, like when? how long ago? It was like on March 31st. Oh, nice. She tweeted that. Well, iFart went back to number one in all entertainment apps in the U.S. App Store on April 1st. And we got back up to number 14 of all apps in the world. And that's like, I mean, you're talking three quarters of a million apps or so. And iFart went back up the charts again. It's for the first time that high since 2009. That's amazing. But I don't know if you should have been number one. Shouldn't you have been? Number, number two. two, yeah. <laughs> There's so many great iFart jokes. They just, they, mm-hmm. uh, they they don't stop. Uh, should we move on with well, the you news? You say it went all the way up the chart. <laughs> <laughs> we we've referenced Coin Market Cap deal many times. Here's the actual story, Travis. On the block, Binance is set to acquire Coin Market Cap. The deal could be worth as much as four hundred million dollars wow i mean what coin market cap um and coin gecko they, they basically pull in data you know from the exchanges track that data and now millions and millions of people go to those sites to uh to see what the crypto rates are mm-hmm. yeah and you know it's worth noting that coin market cap they raised zero external funding entirely bootstrap that's who uh, carolyn chan this the chief strategy officer of coin market cap told the block back in November or October, and uh, they don't plan on raising any funds soon. They're going to continue bootstrapping and scaling. And, you know, what is it? It's getting 207 million visitors in the last six months. So that's not too bad. And then Binance, on the other hand, got 113 million visitors in the last six months. So I could expect CoinMarketCap to be branded with Binance all over that place, sending people over, pulling data in from, and, and, uh, you, I don't know, though. The data might start being skewed towards Binance. And so CoinGecko or Blockfolio might be something that, that becomes more trustworthy for some. Well, it's a it's a pure traffic play for them. And if you go down the article on this page, which, by the way, you can see a link to this article and all articles referenced on this episode in our show notes at badco.in forward slash 390. There's a pie chart here. I like pie and I like pie charts that shows as of last February 2019, the share of web traffic amongst crypto exchanges a year, a little more than a year ago, Binance had 21.7 percent Coinbase next with 20.3 percent followed by bitmex and then it goes down from there um you know to those that have one and two percent of traffic like bitrix and poloniex and uh bitstamp and some other yeah kraken's got 3.1 percent of the web traffic there laddie mm, very nice yeah pretty interesting to see they've been on a uh, binance has been on an acquisition spree so back in july of last year they acquired trust wallet in September of last year, they got Jex, G-E-X, Exchange. November, they got Wazirx, W-A-Z-I-R-X, which I hadn't heard of. In December, they acquired Dapp Review. And here in April, they've acquired CoinMarketCap. And again, only $400 for bad crypto. Yeah. Well, that's, that's for your side. I'm going to need a few million, but you okay. know, you, if you're happy with dollars $800, we'll split it down the middle. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. You get neither one of us, though. You don't get us. No, not not both. We're we're worth twelve hundred together. <laughs> increases the value. Uh, you know, last, CZ, call me. 
<laughs> last week we talked about uh, that there are some people in Congress that are proposing a digital currency for the United States. Well, apparently there's some House Democrats that are saying we should have digital wallets for crisis payments because, you know, the, for example, everybody, every American adult is supposed to be getting a distribution of twelve hundred dollars mm-hmm. by check. And that's going to take, you know, two to three weeks for everybody to get that money. Some people that could really use it right now. Right. Uh, but that's mm-hmm. not happening. So some are saying, what if there was a digital wallet set up so that, boom, they decide that, OK, every American that qualifies gets this and they've got all uh, a wallet for everybody. And there goes the money. It goes on blockchain, a distributed ledger sends it out and the money shows up. Yeah. I had a buddy of mine send me a meme yesterday. He goes, dude, he goes, I got my uh, he goes, I already got my U.S. Treasury stimuli- stimulus deposit in my wells fargo and he sent me a picture and it says u.s stimulus COVID 19 you know twelve hundred dollars then underneath that it says purchase red tube monthly subscription twenty five dollars and seventeen cents and then purchase on pornhub three hundred dollars <laughs> i don't know what's going on that was funny <laughs> yes the memes are flying out there that's uh that's for sure so the digital dollar wallets could be coming our way soon. I guess they're requiring the Federal Reserve, member banks, and IRS to create these wallets. And, uh, of course, this is just uh, an idea. It's not yet even a bill. It's a proposal right now. And it would, of course, have to pass both the House and Senate and be signed by the president in order to become law. But uh, these are, you know, people are batting around ideas. How do we get money into our citizens hands faster by the way we need to stop calling this a stimulus package it's not a stimulus package any economists will tell you that only business and the free market will actually stimulate an economy i refer to this as an emergency relief package right this is a stopgap this is a band-aid to to get to stop the bleeding and get immediate help to people Mm -hmm. not a stimulus a save assets Save our asses, pretty much. No, it's a, it is it is definitely an interesting time. Now, you know, if, I was having some conversations with some folks, and they believe that the long term goal on this is to be, you know, a, a digital currency is going to once a, once everything sort of tanks and that the everything bubble collapses, a digital mandatory digital currency might start popping up. So that's going to be. That would be a little a little frightening on my end, which is why I'm glad there's all these decentralized sources available as alternates, because anytime anything's mandatory, that sets off some that sets off some fireworks. In my that's mind. where we're going to see the uh, the battle for Bitcoin. And mm-hmm. while that's not mandatory, it is mandatory that you support our sponsors, because without them, then the value of the show goes down even more. I mean, now you're now Binance could buy us for two hundred dollars each. <laughs> 300 for the pair and one of those sponsors is <laughs> so me so me.social a blockchain-based social media platform built for privacy and user control and content monetization they're privacy focused they're censorship resistant there's multiple monetization options there's content and curation rewards basically the stuff you're sharing on twitter and facebook how'd you like to get paid for that i take the same content that i post on instagram and i post it on so me so it's s-o-m-e-e dot social look up travis and myself there and try it out today 
All right, as we've told you before in some of the different episodes that we've done here on Bad News about Cointelegraph and their magazines, you can go to magazine.cointelegraph.com. They have a lot of those really long-form articles. Stephen Masso, M-S-O-H, and Banking the Unbanked, How I Taught a Total Stranger in Kenya About Bitcoin. So this goes in, talks about you know the deep rip, the Great Rift Valley there in Kenya, and the t- there's a town called Nakuru. And uh, there's a lot of flamingos and prehistoric sites there. But this article goes through and actually talks about how, you know, they were educating people about crypto because they're very familiar with M-Pesa there in Kenya. It's used by about 83% of the adults in Kenya. And it's a money, it's a mobile money system in Kenya. And so the Central Bank of Kenya gives citizens, you know, the, the ability to use this with their mobile devices. And so this article right here goes in and talks about, Bitcoin and why Bitcoin is a, a great solution, maybe even better than M-Pesa. And uh, if you want to read that, go take it along. It's a nice long article. We love those long reads sometimes, Mr. Joe Com. You get a lot of education out of those. We do indeed. I find it fascinating when people go and discover how other parts of the world are viewing cryptocurrency and how they're using it. You know, we get in our little bubble here in the Western world, you know, whether you're in America or, or in Europe or Australia, wherever you are, that's, you know, a little more advanced. And, and we see it one way, but a lot of the actual application of cryptos that's being used is more impactful in some yeah. regions. That's why I'm excited to have um, Peter McCormick join us for um, Virtual Blockchain Week because he went to Venezuela and he, I mean, we're talking boots on the ground there. He talked to people, he interviewed them, he helped with needs they had. And at Virtual Blockchain Week, he's going to be giving a keynote sharing his experience and hopefully pictures in his slides of uh, what he encountered there in Venezuela. Yeah, that, that presentation will be called something along the lines of Bitcoin around the world and how it's being used by Peter McCormick. So Lots of great content and great titles and different presentations that you're going to have a chance to see on Virtual Blockchain Week, which in reality, a lot of times, even if you go to these conferences, sometimes you don't sit in on all the sessions. You miss a lot of the good ones. This right here gives you the opportunity to hit them all, and they're going to be available online, too, later on. So register now. You're going to get some really good stuff for doing that. You're going to be part of a really cool group of people. So go check it out. Renaya. Speaking of around the world, Mr. Travis Wright, article in Cointelegraph goes back to Russia. They are now postponing crypto law that they were going to put on books and now will not adopt until end of spring. Why? Because coronavirus. We blame coronavirus. No no crypto law for you. Yeah. Well, Russia, at least Moscow, I got a lot of friends in Moscow. It's completely shut down. Like The only thing you can do is go to the pharmacy or the grocery store. All other jobs and businesses have been shut down, and I don't think they're offering any stimulus to anybody there. And so they're doing everything they can to to no corral the corona. For you. Please no. to stay inside. No stimulate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> also, you could qualify that as relief. That's <laughs> relief yourself with self stimulation. <laughs> There's a self stipulation on your self stimulation. Uh. Mm. All right, let's head a little west from there to France. Apparently, the Bank of France is launching their own experimental program on a central bank digital currency. (laughs) We will have a digital franc, don't you know? Mm. Yeah, and according to the document here, France's central bank, they're calling for applications to experiment with the use of a digital euro, which 
they're trying to explore uh, to see if it's going to be able to be able to work and the clearing and settlement of tokenized financial assets. And they previously called for blockchain based settlement systems, uh, but they didn't impose any specific technology. But this right here is going to be interesting. They're going to go ahead and test this out and and then offer some of that framework for people to to test it out. And they want to they want to create a digital euro. And I think that's not too far away. A digital dollar is not too far away. A digital, you know, yuan from China, probably not too far away. I don't actually know what the delay is with the coronavirus stuff, but uh, we can see these countries are thinking about it. And, you know, we were on this thing in 2017 when we started this show. It's like, you know, crypto is going to come sooner than later. We did not realize that it would take a pandemic and the realization of how dirty regular paper money is and coin money, how many germs and grossness that is, that that could facilitate, even expedite the this whole process, which looks like could happen. I mean, I, I could see now within 12 months, you know, cryptocurrency and digital assets being the norm, you know, whereas if you'd asked me this two months ago, I would say maybe five years from now, but I could see 12 months, 18 months from now, paper money, you know, starting to be phased out. We've been calling it dirty fiat all along, Monsieur Travis, right? That's why we are futurists. It's true. We saw the dirt. I mean, I don't understand why are people getting sick from dirty fiat? I, you know, I, I always put my lick my coins to clean them. You know? True. You should do that. You should always lick your money. Oui, oui, is, is très bien. So Banque de France, do your thing, messieurs. Meanwhile, let's go up to the pole. Uh, the, the Arctic is the North Pole, right? Antarctic. The Arctic is the North Pole, yeah. yeah. A snapshot of the Bitcoin code base will be encoded onto film reels and stored for a thousand years under the Arctic ice in Svalbard, Norway. This is part of a GitHub archive program to preserve open source software for future generations to learn about the culture of today. You know, I don't know if that's what they're going to find. They're, it's more likely they're going to find a Twinkie, you know, that's still in pristine shape a thousand years later because it's got so many preservatives in it. A thousand years later, the the new cavemen will come across this and go, Twinkie. White, creamy filling. Bitcoin, no, Twinkie, yeah. It's kind of like a, a time capsule of sorts, right? They're they're putting this media in a place that uh, you know who knows. Maybe if the the ice layer ever does melt due to global warming, they'll melt away and they'll find this code base, and who knows mm -hmm. if they'll be able to interpret it. Yeah, or so, that's true. So what's interesting about this thing right here is I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Arctic Code Vault that is in uh, that's also in Norway. It's right there near Svalbard. And uh, so it's just a mile away. This Arctic Code Vault is just a mile away from the famous Global Seed Vault. So they're very close together. It's really cold there. But they're also doing some storage layers from hot to cold. They said they have some different technologies that are going to keep some of the layers hot, some of the layers warm, some of the layers cold or whatever. And they'll need to be updated every five or more years or whatnot. So going to be interesting to see how this whole thing works, but these are going to be encoded on 3,500-foot film reels by a Norwegian company called Pickle, P-I-Q-L, who specializes in very, very long-term data storage, and I would say a 1,000 years is kind of a long time. Oh, we're going to put the storage there on the film, the filmy, flimmy, flimmy, flimmy. 
with the pickles and the this is what I like here. This is interesting. I just learned something. Apparently, online archivists use this acronym L O C K S S locks, which stands for lots of copies keeps stuff safe. They're nice. not wrong. Locks. That's true. And bagels. They're not, you know. That's different. It is different. What else we got, Miss Travis, right? There's more stories here. There are more stories here. There's one here from Coin Telegraph saying today's N95 face mask market is crazy, but it also helps us understand crypto. Now, those N95 masks, those are what you see what you put over your nose and your mouth. And, you know, they say that they don't actually protect you from coronavirus. They're more so if you're sick to protect other people is, is how they're built. Uh, but there's been a lot of interesting stuff going on with these. And actually, the Patriots... Uh, owner yesterday, uh, they flew the the team airplane to China and picked up a whole bunch of these masks and are distributing them all ar- all around, you know, Boston, Massachusetts, and even New York. Which kind of made me go, "Wow, I'm picking up something from China. I hope it doesn't have stuff all over it because if the masks aren't contaminated, then there's a whole bunch of people who could get contaminated." But this face mask market, they say, resembles horse trading shenanigans. People are hoarding them. There's lots of videos of people going places and snagging boxes and boxes of these masks and hoarding them for themselves. And it's just kind of a crazy scenario. What do you think, Mr. Joel? Well, I think that, first of all, the Forbes contributor, David DeSalvo, who wrote this article on March 30th, gets points from me for using the word shenanigans. I'm always Mm -hmm. a fan of that. But what he said is, scrutiny surrounding these deals is high because of ongoing scams and claims of price gouging, both of which are triggering emotionally charged reactions and fear of making deals. Now, you can take that same notion he, uh, he purports and apply it to the crypto world. Right. That there's that the crypto markets can be super crazy. And a lot of times the uh, the supply and demand can cause some wild fluctuations Mm -hmm. in the crypto space, which which, by the way, just as an aside here, doesn't it seem like lately Bitcoin is acting more and more like a stable coin? It is. It's hanging. It's it's not having huge, huge uh, bounces. Right. It's staying around. By the time the show comes out, it'll drop another five because that's what happened last week yeah it was about 66 6700 when we recorded the show and by the time the show came out it was down 500 i'm like you can't keep up with news yeah it's really hard now one of the things this reminds me of with these face mask things is very similar to the same thing we're seeing with toilet paper right like i had a premonition that there was going to be a run on toilet paper in early february and so I went and bought a couple of big boxes of Charmin that I haven't even tapped into. Just, just, just said, hmm. And then it's, I was like, look, I got toilet paper. Ha ha. I posted on, but that, and then like right after that, a huge run on toilet paper started happening right? because I guess everybody thought they were going to get the runs with coronavirus, but you don't actually, diarrhea is not one of the symptoms. I don't think a lot of people knew that. And uh, I just normally buy a box of toilet paper anyways. I don't like having to go and get, a little four pack every time I go, I'll go and get 48 packs and store them in my storage and then use them. And then when I get low, I'll buy more. So that's Double what I normally do. Yeah. I fly. Yeah. That's what I will normally do. And just the, I mean, the prices of this stuff is crazy. Like on Amazon, toilet paper sold out and the ones that you can buy don't ship until mid May. And they're charging on, on average more than $2 per roll. And it's a serious price gouging on this thing. But guess what? Everybody needs to wipe their bootay. So I would say this, get some toilet paper, 
Maybe even get some of those adult wipes because you don't need as much toilet paper that way. And uh, just save your toilet, conserve your toilet paper, and then save 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 your toilet paper money. Buy more Bitcoin. Here's a question: What's the difference between an adult wipe and a baby wipe? I think it's about the same. Just just called yeah. difference. Just, just seems just more manly, manly wipe. Or get a bidet. I mean, right? A lot of people are being turned on to bidet for the first time. It's like yeah. a shower for your butt. Yeah, which is really nice, especially when you're in a different country and you sit down on there and you're like, ooh, this feels better than it should. <laughs> I might never leave. <laughs> <laughs> so here's this story here talks about students enrolled in the University of Malta's blockchain and DLT master's program. They've built a DAP to be used for voting in an upcoming student representative election. So they are testing out, you know, uh, using digital identities to do blockchain voting while they're locked down. You know, that's that is one of the things that we talked about very early on, Mr. Joel Com, about having blockchain based voting systems that we talked about that before we even had bad crypto. Like we were having conversations about this would be a really good solution. Now, that's one of the things that kind of scares me about the, the most terrifying thing to me about this whole coronavirus thing is the fact that certain sides, political factions are trying to push 100 percent mail in voting, which would be the easiest thing to, oh, we just found another truckload of votes, you guys. Oh, wow. Like, we don't want that. We want legit. I want to be able to look online, just like I can look when I do a transaction on my Ethereum wallet and say, oh, Travis sent this crypto to Joel and Joel got it. Travis voted for this person and here's the vote and here's everybody's votes. And look, like that would be a way safer bet because you just can't trust corrupt politicians on either side of the aisle. And believe me, they're everywhere. And paper ballots, sit by mail it was a horrible idea you know what else is a horrible idea when somebody impersonates other people online to scam them both you and i have that happen other people in the crypto space like john mcafee roger ver they have people making fake profiles and trying to scam people well it's not just uh you know people in social media or crypto that can be vulnerable there's a french a soccer player by the name of Kylian Mbappé. I think I pronounced that right, maybe. Anyway, he's saying that there's a crypto scam network that is using his name to uh, claim to uh, help people become a millionaire in two or three months. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I've started to get a lot of uh, Instagram, fake Instagram accounts people are telling me about that they they f- connect with people who are following me and then they try to ask them for bitcoin or to invest in bitcoin and it's a bunch of scammy stuff i know you've had a bunch of fake users around you all the time i don't have as many selfies of me which is why i probably don't have as many fake accounts you have lots of great photos of you on your instagram i normally just post here's a cool picture of where i am but i'm not normally in it so i don't know if that has more fake accounts in if well, you have more great want people they definitely want faces in there and yeah. i think they pick me because i'm i'm not horrible looking right i'm not too scary looking. You're very very handsome you're actually well but i kind of look i just look like a nice guy because i am right yeah. i just i don't have a threatening look about me and mm-hmm. and uh they use it to scam women uh, unfortunately again and again and it, there's not a week that goes by that i don't have to yeah, think of how many hot chicks you could have had though the people using your fake pictures uh, so many. grief so anyway <laughs> this, uh, this, this french soccer star is another victim 
And uh, there, there's some other bad stuff happening out there too, Mr. Travis, right? Anytime there's money around, there's going to be people that are trying to uh, do bad things with it. Yeah. So there's an insurance company, a giant called Chubb, C-H-U-B-B, uh, which I don't know where exactly is that located at. I'm not, I'm not for sure. I'm not, I've not ever actually uh, familiar. That's actually, I think it's based out of Zurich in, in Switzerland, but it's a company called Zug, uh, called Chubb out of Zug. And um, anyway, it might be, Black Hat, it might be Chubb. Chubb. Uh, probably it's Chubb. Chubb. Yeah. The Black Hat uh, hacker group Maze, they claim to have uh, used uh, ransomware to compromise the system of Chubb. And they claim to also have stolen the firm's data and that's always crazy whenever that stuff happens and then what are they trying to do they're trying to use ransomware to try to get some crypto from them or something is that what they're doing yep it's all bad stuff it's bad 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 there's nothing good about it i don't like it in fact ending bad news on such a bad note makes me feel bad well shouldn't we had a better bad news like a funny story we didn't have any funny and now, none of this episode was true. April Fools! Yeah. Except for the toilet paper coin. That was real. Yeah, except for the virtual blockchain week, which you're going to want to go to. And that's also real. Go register. Do it now, virtualblockchainweek.com. And also, to protect yourself from some other bad news, you got to protect your tax situation. Yes, if you're in the United States, tax day is extended till July 15th. So April 15th is not the day. Everybody gets themselves an extra three months. It doesn't mean you don't need a tax audit defense system. If you're a crypto owner, you do. And if you'll go to CryptoTaxAudit.com, you will be able to have audit protection and do-it-yourself return instructions. It's very inexpensive, especially when you consider the risk that you can put yourself at if the IRS decides to audit, auditify you. Auditify? Audit you. Does it? Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't work. So, crypto, sounds Irish. CryptoTaxAudit.com. Check it out. And thank you, uh, Mr. Donnelly at Donnelly Tax Law, for sponsoring this episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast. A lot of stuff going on, folks. Even though we're all stuck at home, Mr. Joel Com and I said, hey, we could just sit at home and do nothing and pout about it, or we could do something epic. And so that's how the whole, you know, virtualblockchainweek.com sort of popped up. We said, hey, since all of the events, cool events we were going to aren't happening now, maybe a lot of these speakers that were going to speak at these other events had amazing presentations available and they're not using them now. So let's set up a nice, amazing event. So the the citizens of Bad of bad Crypto, of Bad Cryptopia, you wonderful folks, could uh, could have an amazing experience Bring you great content. And, and Mr. Joel Com, doesn't this remind you of how we how it was when we set up Bad Crypto? It, it really it, does. It, it was so quick. Yeah, so yeah. fast. And before you know it, it'll be over. And people are going to be like, oh, my gosh, that was the best crypto event ever. Or they're going to be like, oh, my God, that was a, what a show for free. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. How could they? I mean, maybe if it was just you and me, but it's not just you and me, right? It, it's, it's Justin's son. It's uh, uh, it's Don Tapscott. It's John McAfee. It's Caitlin Long. Mm-hmm. It's Pomp. It's, it's CZ. I Charlie mean, Shrem. Roger Ver. Tim Draper. I'll see your your Tim Draper and I'll raise you one Roger Ver. Yeah, and the list goes on. Go get your VIP ticket. Look, we don't have the VIP program totally filled out yet, but it's coming and people mm-hmm. are buying tickets and we want to make sure that you guys get first grab at them at the lower price. Virtual Blockchain Week. 
Mm-hmm. Check it out. We'll see you guys there soon. Yeah. Hey, and if anybody knows any one of the Winklevoss twins, we want to get one of them on the show. That would be awesome. We've, we've sent a shout out to them. So one or both, or maybe half of one of them. Yeah, half of one, just the upper half, like a quarter, a quarter Winklevite. Just yeah, how cool would it be to get Snowden on the show or somebody like just some epic people? So maybe make some recommendations, or if you know somebody who's epic, we, we're most of our slots are, are we're filled full. up, but we got a we got a couple of slots for some amazing people. Yeah, we have room for sponsors. That's what we have room for. So if you want to be part of the event and you've got a marketing budget, reach out to us, badcryptopodcast at gmail.com. We're already filling slots, and it'll be slots and slots of fun. And that's going to do it for this week. We appreciate you guys. Stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.